I'm Andreas Vinatis, and this is SEO in 2023 Additional Insights. Andreas, what is your additional insight for SEO in 2023? Well, so many SEOs make decisions based on averages, but they don't look at the variation. And being that SEO is data rich, SEOs should take a statistical approach to SEO. And this is all detailed in my book, Data Driven SEO. Okay, now I think that many SEOs say that they're data driven, but I'm sure that it would mean different things to different people. So what do you think it should mean? Well, I'll start with what it shouldn't mean at the very base level. It doesn't mean data entry. What it does mean is it means not just looking at the average, but looking at the variation. So in statistical speak, that that includes the standard deviation because uh, averages can be highly deceiving. So, you know, not, not just looking, I mean, obviously there are situations where you get data from Google Search Console and you're just looking, obviously in, in those situations, then you have no choice but, uh, to, to analyze your existing data. Uh, but you can still do things like looking at the average, looking at the standard deviation. Now, this is all a bit theoretical right now, but just to uh, give you a more practical, exciting example, is that if you, did you know that if you track the standard deviation of your annual competitor rankings, you can see immediately whether your position changes are down to a Google algorithm update, competitor action, or otherwise. If that was a question for me, I'm not sure if I actually knew that. It's not that. a question, but, but that, that, that's just a, a, an example of how you can apply data science. And and you use the phrase standard deviation a few times there. And I, I'm sure many SEOs will have heard of that, but not necessarily uh, a, a thought about um, what it actually meant in terms of um, its practical use in SEO. Um, so thanks to my friend Google, um, standard deviation is a measure of how dispersed the data is in relation to the mean. Um, so it obviously means that um, you're looking at different results that uh, deviate from more than from what you would expect um, the, the, the average to be. So how do you actually practically use that in things like you mentioned, like uh, competitor analysis or discovering why rankings have, have altered significantly? Well, SEOs probably are using it more than they think. Like, for example, if you look at the split AB platforms that have been popularised by people like Searchpilot, uh, it uses the standard deviation. In fact, it, if, if uh, impressions are or, or traffic is more than two standard deviations above what it was before, then the split test result is significant. And there's many other applications, for example. The average, if you like, tells you what's normal, but if something goes uh, one or two standard deviations above or below what was normal, then you know something significant has happened. And that's why I really cannot start advocating the need for data science to really find out what's going on in your SEO. So. I think you alluded to the fact that um, you can tell by the amount of standard de- deviation what was likely to have resulted in the significant change. So how, how can you do that? 
Well, what you need to do is you need to look at your existing data and you need to look at the average and you need to look at the standard deviation, which which tells you like how consistent is the data? You know, how, how, how consistent is it around the average? Is it quite close, i.e. a low standard deviation? Or is it widely dispersed, a very, very high standard deviation? So obviously there's formulas online in Google and if you use Python, uh, you you can have formula you, you can code formulas to actually get those figures and so by tracking these values over time whether it's the number of internal links or your ranks versus your competitors uh, things like that this can all be automated and by tracking it over time you can see actually whether it's changing so for example if you're doing a split test and you've got test control and you want to see whether the test is actually giving uh, a significant impact, uh, i.e. the experiment is working or, or totally tanking, uh, what you would do is you would look to see whether the averages of the test control are different, but most importantly, you want to make sure that the difference in the averages are more than two standard deviations apart, whatever that figure is that you calculated beforehand. Bit hard to visual, I know. It is a, it, so it is relatively manual data science not going to get surpassed by AI. Uh, so SEOs aren't going to have to know about these things in the future. That's a good question. I, I think in terms of split testing applications, possibly, but you're always going to need, I, th I think AI will basically automate all the tasks that we're not built to do. Humans are creative, so I, I don't think AI is going to get rid of SEOs anytime soon. I think what it is going to do, it's going to force us to uh, do more of the things we're built to do, which is create solutions and, and, and create, uh, come up with ideas and understand and connect SEO to business outcomes and things like that. that that's something that AI is not going to do very well anytime soon. Even when you look at ChatGPT and how it's being used to buy SEOs, ironically, to create content, ChatGPT tends to come out with a load of generic stuff that probably wouldn't rank on the first page. And in some cases, is factually incorrect. Yeah, yeah, uh, great points. So staying on being creative, more creative as SEOs, and um, um, using your human brain to uh, decide on um, probably what is the most appropriate thing to do from a strategic or business perspective. Um, so from that lens, shall we look at content marketing? So, so how can data science really help to funnel great decision-making when it comes to content marketing? Well, SEOs are already looking at the top 10 SERPs. Uh, they're looking at the sections that are common to the top 10 ranking content when, when they want to uh, find out what it takes to rank page one for a target search query. Where data science can help is it can actually uh, automate a lot of this uh, when it comes to trying to understand the search intent of keywords. There's already tools out there that compare the search engine results for a couple of keywords. What data science can do, it can make this a lot more consistent and reliable because if you imagine, if you're trying to compare a hundred that you know if you're trying to find out uh, or cluster a hundred keywords by search intent i.e by the search engine results it's going to be very manual and error prone if you try to do it yourself 
Whereas what data science can do is it could do it at scale and in an automated way that a, a human can possibly, or an SEO consultant can possibly hope to do in, say, half a day or less. So obviously Majestic has a lot of great data from a link perspective. So how do you use a data science driven approach to harness all this information and actually build an optimal link building strategy from all this data? That's a really, really good question. So in my book, one one of the chapters is on authority. Um, one of the things it covers is, you know, what, what makes a good link. So using majestic data, you could absolutely apply data science techniques to find out, you know, what what would what would be a good value for for the majestic link metric, for example, like the trust flow. Uh, you could find out, you know, what is the average trust flow. Uh, what is the standard deviation uh, of that trust flow for your sector? And then therefore, if, if um, let, let's just say that the average trust flow is 36 and uh, the standard deviation is 10, then you know that if Google was to find a bat link with, say, uh, two standard deviations above, say 55 or above, then it's very likely that Google would think that, that that link is valuable. And then therefore you could use your Majestic data to look for look for links that have a trust flow of 55 or above, you see? Is there any particular software that you would recommend, um, apart from Majestic, for doing great analysis of um, not only uh, reviewing links, but um, other data that you can use to power your SEO? I'm probably the wrong person to ask on software because uh, I'm one of these um, crazy people that code everything, you know, and build 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 their own tools. Uh, so, I mean, uh, a- a- any data science tools um, that, that, that you would recommend? Well, I mean, if if you want to get started in data science, you know. Uh, you you would want to have a Jupyter notebook. This is this is all open source. It runs on any machine, Mac or Windows. And Python again is open source. So it's really just doing the hard yards of taking a, a basic course in Python and uh, in Pandas, which is the uh, which is the library that is used to analyze data in Python. And also, obviously, if if you can take a basic course in statistics. Uh, to understand, you know, how statistical tests work and things like that, that will really, as it did for me, give you a new way of seeing SEO and all the possibilities that it opens up for you. Okay, great. Okay, so basic course in statistics, um, Python you mentioned there as well. I mean, if you were to sit down with someone, with an SEO, uh, who hadn't really thought much about data science in the, in, in the past, uh, are, are there like three key areas of data science that you would actually pinpoint as areas that they, they need to know to begin with just to understand the basics? Yeah, um, well, I mean, a lot of the SEO teams that I train, they tend to <laughs> they tend to want to get the code now to do certain tasks. So what the, I would say the top three are keyword clustering, uh, forecasting search volume demands or traffic and the other one is oh, that's 
uh, escapes me now, but uh, certainly those two. Oh, and split A-B tests. Uh, that, that's incredibly popular with, um, with SEOs wanting to um, move, into, move into Python. Superb. Okay, so keyword clustering as in just obviously understanding the related keyword phrases and which keyword phrases you should be optimizing for the same page, essentially. Yes, indeed, indeed. Well, you've shared what SEO should be doing in 2023. So now let's talk about what SEO shouldn't be doing. So what's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive? What's something that SEOs shouldn't well, be doing in 2023? So what, what, what they shouldn't be doing, and, and uh, I've been guilty of that myself you know, many years ago, is making decisions purely on average because the average can be highly deceitful. Okay, okay. Um, so I understand this is all relating back to data science. In terms of um, fluctuations, I, I just want to dig into this a little bit deeper because obviously many things can impact uh, fluctuations in data. It could be seasonality, it could be popularity of different items, it could be Google al algorithm updates or, or it's, it's certainly something else. The nice thing about looking about averages is that um, you don't get swayed by sudden changes in standard deviations. So how do you know um, which um, sudden changes to look out for and to pay attention to and which to decide that, you know, actually it's it's just something that, that happens as a one-off, so I'm not going to be um, that concerned about it? I guess if you push for time uh, in terms of doing all the number crunching, uh, including statistical measures such as standard deviation, it, it really then comes down to experience and knowing your data. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if you know the average is, say, 35, and you you know it tends to never go outside the sort of range between 30 and 40, and then you see an average uh, kick out at 42, then you know something significant has happened. That's if you don't want to do the homework Okay, but um, bad idea by the sound of it, and you certainly um, always um, make sure that you have to do the homework. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, we, we've got the tools now, they're free, so there really is no excuse. Uh, I'm not saying don't be creative. Be creative, ask questions of the data, but do the work. Andreas Vonietis is founder at Arteos, and you can find him over at arteos.io. Andreas, thanks so much for adding your additional insight to SEO in 2023. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I've been your host, David Bain, and you've been listening to SEO in 2023 Additional Insights, a majestic series that complements the original SEO in 2023 podcast, video series, and book. Find out more over at seoin2023.com.